0: hello there welcome to the beloved son ministry show where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the father this father who has loved us with an everlasting love so now let us come together yes in all of our brokenness and all of our woundedness but also in all of our belovedness to share with one another Impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So, welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Um, blessed Pasco Triduum, a Triduum to all of you. Tonight begins um, the Pasco Triduum, the, um, the holiest days of the church year, beginning with um, um, Holy Thursday Mass, going into Good Friday, Easter Vigil, and ending with um, Easter Sunday evening prayer. Man, it's the most beautiful time of the ch- season of the year. It's, it is f- for this reason that we have the church, right, that we have, um, you know, and on this day, our Lord, on this day, Holy Thursday at the last supper, our Lord gave to us two very important gifts, right? The gift of the Passover, I mean, the gift of the Eucharist and the gift of um, the priesthood. So let us begin with um, our prayer. This is the collect from tonight's mass, the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Let us pray. Amen. Father and the Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. O oh God, who have called us to participate in this most sacred supper, in which Your only begotten Son, when about to hand Himself over to death, entrusted to the Church a sacrifice new for all eternity, the banquet of His love, grant we pray that we may draw from so great a mystery. The fullness of charity and of life, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever, Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, I have just come back this morning um, from the Chrism Mass, and I'm not sure if you saw online, but if you have not, I encourage you to watch it on um, the Archdiocese and the Cathedral's uh, website or the Facebook. It's it's the Mass in the morning. On Holy Thursday, where the new oils, the oils for the sick, the oils of the catechumens, and the sacred chrism are all blessed and consecrated by the archbishop. And also the mass where all priests renew their priestly vows. It's really a beautiful mass, and it's a, it's a feast day for the priest, Because on, on, on this very day, they renew their vows as, um, as priests. And, um, and so... It was a beautiful um, morning. Um, also, today at the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, um, the, the Archbishop called men to the secret orders of deacon and priest. So that was a very good surprise, a very nice surprise for all of my, of my brothers who are called to, to, to holy orders. So, so please pray for them. But for today, for this evening, um, I want to reflect on very briefly the first reading, which is which um, tells of the Passover in the Exodus when, when Moses brought the people out of Egypt, um, the first Passover, which our Lord um, um, sort of makes new um, at the Last Supper. So let's just take a look at that real quick. So the Passover, um, this is... As you may recall, the night when the angel of death um, went over the, um, the, the houses and, and struck down all the firstborn males. Um, but our Lord said, okay, for you guys, you know, um, put lamb's blood on your doorposts. And if my angel sees it, it will pass over your homes and will not strike anyone dead. Right, And, and, and then because of that. The, the, the angel of death saw that and did not inspire them. And then the angel of death passed over their homes, and then they they were spared, and then our Lord led them out of Egypt. And we're told that they were to, to eat this feast with loins girded and sandals on your feet and your staff in hand, and you shall eat like those who are in flight. It is a Passover of the Lord, you know, that this meal was to be eaten not like a fancy meal sitting down together but but it is a meal that is that is eaten prepared for journey prepared to 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 go onward to pass through the red sea you know and it's 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 a meal that is to strengthen them that prepares them for the long journey ahead and brothers and sisters isn't that what the eucharist is for us it is What nourishes us and sustains us and strengthens us to continue in our journey of faith, our pilgrimage here on earth, so that we may be with our Lord in paradise when he calls us. And so so I think that it's a really beautiful parallel between the Passover and the Eucharist, that they're all, that they're meant to be food for the journey. Food that sustains us and nourishes us and strengthens us and keeps us going and um, Moses tells the people that this day shall be a memorial feast for you, which all your generations shall, shall celebrate with pilgrimage to the Lord as a perpetual institution. And our Lord himself observed this important feast day. And many are speculating that this is also this is the same feast day that our Lord was celebrating with with. Um, to his apostles, um, but of course he that you know we had the new Passover, we have the new um, institution. We have the institution of the Eucharist of Himself, and so now I want to spend the rest of our time together um, meditating and reflecting and praying on on not 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 the. Um, not the gospel reading from today's Mass, but from the scene of the agony in the garden. So I will read it once, and then I will allow us some time to just um, bring to prayer any phrases or passages or words that struck us and and, and just sit with it and savor it. Okay? All right here we go. then they came to a place named gethsemane and he said to them his disciples sit here while i pray he took with him peter james and john and began to be troubled and distressed then he said to them my soul is sorrowful even to death remain here and keep watch he advanced a little and fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, our hour might come pass by him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. When he returned, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing again, he prayed, saying the same thing. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open and did not know what to answer them. He returned a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Thee, my betrayer, is at hand. All right, what a um a, a, a moving scene, really. Um, our Lord's agony in the garden. This is um Mark's this is Mark's account of it. Um, you know there are lots of important themes here. Um, our Lord teaches us how to pray. Right? Notice it, it says he prayed saying the same thing. The same thing. This, right? He was saying this, right? He advanced a little and fell and prayed this. He prayed this again and again. Again and again. And, um... And, but the cup wasn't removed, right? The cup wasn't removed. It, uh, Our Lord, in fact, endured it because that is what his father had willed. So my brothers and sisters, sometimes we may pray and pray and pray for something that we would like. And sometimes we say, well, Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? It's not that he didn't answer your prayer, but that he was giving us what he willed, what was best for us. And even though for our Lord, what was best for the plan of salvation included his death, his crucifixion, his pain, his betrayal. But that is what the father willed. And he submitted to it. He said, yes, Lord, if this, if Father, if this is your will, then I will do it. I will do it. As hard as it may have been. So take note of that. We're told, withdrawing again, he prayed, saying the same thing. So our prayer must be persistent. Must be persistent. And but that but that doesn't mean that everything we we pray that that we want for like you know Lord, um please, um ordain me right now. Well, well <laughs> you know God's not gonna make that happen. But but instead, what is God's will? God's will is yes, I will ordain you in time, in due time, God willing. If it is your will, then please ordain me, right? That's that's what the Lord was showing us that I. And I can only imagine that each time that our Lord went back again and again, the more and more he felt, Lord, Father, your will be done. And he was strengthened. He was strengthened even when he went back to find that the, the apostles were sleeping. He was, he was encouraged, not by their sleeping, but by his father. He was encouraged by his father. And so prayer, my brothers and sisters, it may not take away our pain. It may not take away our um, sorrows. You know, because all of us, you know, pain and sorrow is a part of life. Our Lord knew it. You know, is a part of life. But what prayer can do it, that it is that it can make those pains and those sorrows much more meaningful. So that we can see coming out of it, wow, what our Lord worked through them. So our Lord was in agony. We were told that, he says, my soul is sorrowful even to death. His soul, the very depths of his being, he was. His soul was sorrowful even to death. Not because, not because um, of the pain that he is anticipating, the the, the scourging, the crowning with thorns, the nails being drilled into his hands and feet. That wasn't what our Lord was sorrowful about. He was sorrowful because. He looked out on us. He looked out, and he remember he looked into the city of Jerusalem, and he saw the lost sheep. He was sorrowful because how much our sin hurt us, how much our sin causes us to be painful, causes us to fall again and again, causes us to be far from His Father. That is what causes His soul to be sorrowful and even unto death. Not his own pain, not his own passion, not his own death, but our sins and the effects of it. That is what caused him to be sorrowful even to death. What brings us sorrow? What causes our hearts to agonize and to break? Maybe it's. Um, something in our own families. And we're parents, probably our children, right? Our children sometimes causes us a lot of agony and pain. Maybe it's because we have a child who is far from church, who who has rejected their faith and no longer practices. Maybe it's a brother or sister. Maybe it's it's a strained relationship in our own family. What is it that causes our heart to be in agony? Join it with our Lord right here on this rock where he prayed, where his heart was sorrowful, even to death. Join it with him. Join it and put it on that rock with our Lord as his, as he prayed. You know, so our Lord, he acknowledged that the Father can do all things. And of course, he also shows us in his humanity that that, yes, I do want this cup to pass, but not my will, but your will, but your will be done, and that is what he did at the end, right? And that is why towards the end, um, he, we're told, okay, it is enough. Let let us go, because the Lord has strengthened him. The Lord has strengthened him. The Lord has the Father has strengthened him. The Father has says my son I know I know this is difficult I know this is painful but this is my will this is what is needed for the salvation of souls this was needed so that the sorrow you feel in your soul unto death could be redeemed the, so that the pain that you felt will not go wasted but will be, Like Just like that that grain that will fall to the ground and die And it will bear much fruit Only by going through this Only if you drink this cup Only if you go through this passion Will life come? And so our Lord said yes And our Lord reminds us He reminded Peter He says He says what he says Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. What test could could this be? Maybe it was a test of his denying of Jesus later on. What is our test? What is our weakness that may cause us to stumble and fall? What are those near occasions of sin that we sometimes do not avoid, but instead walk right into What are those those tests in our lives that our Lord is is inviting us to pray for that we may not undergo it? And in a very famous line, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We may say many things. We, We may say right now, Lord, if I were there with Peter and Jesus and John, I would not fall asleep. I'd be awake. I wouldn't have ran. I wouldn't have fled. I will, walk, I will walk right with you. Yes, our spirit, our spirit is willing. Yes, we, we want to do that. But when the time comes, we're weak. Our flesh is weak. We are weak and we will run away. It is human. And brothers and sisters, it's hard to believe. Yes, but if we were there with Peter, even John, we would run away. We would do the same thing. We may not want to, but imagine this these men who were with him, he saw this man Jesus perform miracles, heal the sick, raise the dead. They saw these things. And these three of all, these three saw him transfigured. He saw them, he saw our Lord transfigured on the mountain. And yet they fled, and yet they ran away. And Peter, the one that goes before them, he even denied our Lord. What could have possibly made them so frightened that they, even being with our Lord for so long, even seeing all those good works, even seeing our Lord transfigured, why did they run away? Well, one, they were human, yes. But perhaps they could not fathom how in the world could this man, as powerful as he was, be led away and arrested and and be sentenced to death. It makes no sense. And maybe they were afraid because if he, as powerful as he was, was sentenced to death, then they might be next. My brothers and sisters, to be Christian is to follow Christ all the way to the end. We may at times flee and run away. But do we go back? Do we go back? We're told that Peter followed Jesus, but at a distance. Like a very far away, but but, but he kept an eye on him. But at a distance. How do we follow Christ? Do we follow him at a distance or do we follow him right by his side? You know... The disciples then didn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit yet, right? But we do. We do not, by virtue of our baptism and confirmation, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We were filled with the Holy Spirit as they were on the day of Pentecost. We, we no longer live as ourselves, but it is Christ who lives in us, Right? So may we remember that and believe that, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. There is a mark on our souls that cannot be changed. God lives in us. There is no need to fear. There is no need to run away. There is no need to despair because it is God who lives in us. It is God who works through us. It is God who will bring healing through us. Is God who will speak to the people through us. My brothers and sisters, on this very night, our Lord gave to the church the greatest gift he could ever have given himself, the Eucharist. So that in times of weakness, we may be strengthened by the Eucharist and keep on going. And my brothers and sisters, in today's world, there is so much unrest, so much injustice, so much violence, so much racism, acts, blame, you know, acts of, of, um, uh, of violence that, that is senseless. We need to be strengthened by the Eucharist. We need, we need to remember who we are. We are God's people. We are God's sacred chosen people set aside for a particular mission, the mission to bring the good news, the mission to bring the Lord's peace to those who are in trouble, the mission to bring to his joy to those who are in sorrow, the mission to bring this this, um, life to those who only see death. We, by virtue of our baptism, are called to do that. But we're not doing it on our own. It is God who works through us. So my brothers and sisters, on this Holy Thursday evening, we begin the Paschal Triduum. We begin the night when our Lord had the last supper with his disciples who ate with them and who gave to them and give to us today the Eucharist and also the gift of the priesthood. And it was this day that he agonizes in the garden. It is this night that he is led away as a prisoner, as a criminal and sentenced to death. Death not for his own sake, but for ours. At the end of Mass tonight throughout the world, the tabernacles will remain empty. The Eucharist will be transferred to a repository, the altar of reposition. The tabernacle will be empty because our Lord has been led away. He's been been led away to be crucified for our sake. So let us keep vigil, my brothers and sisters. Let let us keep vigil this night, walking with him, following him, being right by his side. All the way to the cross. And now let us bring our prayer to our Lord. Let us lift up our hearts now. Uh, what are what brings my heart agony? What are those things right now that that, that that brings sorrow to my heart? What are they? How do I respond to or handle those moments of agony? Let us bring these things to our Lord and ask him to give us the strength and to give us the peace and to give us the confidence and, the, and trust, knowing that he will bring us through them, that he will give meaning to them, and that he will bring life out of all of those agonizing pains. And the sisters, thank you for joining me um, this Holy Thursday. Um, Tomorrow is Good Friday, and throughout the entire world, there will be no mass. There will be no mass tomorrow, but there will be um, a liturgy, a celebration of the Lord's Passion, where there will be a liturgy of the Word, um, and then uh, the the important, the ten or eleven solemn intercessions. and then the showing of the cross and our, our, our veneration of it, and we will also have Holy Communion from, from what has been consecrated t- tonight. But there will be no consecration, there will be no mass tomorrow, but only will we will receive what was consecrated um, tonight at the Last Supper's mass. And again, there will be the entrance and the procession will all be in silence, no dismissal. Um, because the Triduum is one entire liturgy from Holy Thursday to the, until Easter. And so, my brothers and sisters, I, I, I encourage you um, tonight, um, really um, um, stay close to the Lord. The enemy will try to to pull us away the enemy will try to pull us away say oh you don't have to pray you don't have to fast don't worry about that but but i encourage you to 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 keep close to the lord and 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 and, and pray that we may not undergo the test the test of the flesh we know our spirit is willing but our flesh is weak may we pass the test may we pray with our lord not once not twice but three times, and three means infinite ma- amount of times, praying the same thing, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Lord, whatever it is that your will is, may your will be done in my life. May you please use the, the pain that I'm suffering, the pain and agony and sorrows of my heart. May you please take all those things and make it work for the good. May you please bring life. And joy and peace and healing, out of those moments of despair, those moments of suffering, and I and may we join our suffering to our Lord's, to tonight, tomorrow, and every day, knowing that at the end of the day, at the end of the pain and suffering, is new life, is a resurrection, and so. Um, Blessed Paschal Triduum to to you all. Um, um, Read the scriptures. Pray the Sessions of the Cross. Pray your rosary. Um, Also, also, I encourage if you're able to and if your health permits to observe the Paschal Fast, beginning Good Friday and into the Easter Vigil and and offer it up for for the church, for the world, for, for our nation, for peace in our country for the end to violence and to racism and, and, and for healing. Um, If you're able to please, please observe the Paschal fast. But until then, um, uh, please join us at the cathedral, either online or in person here at, in in Philadelphia. Um, And, and, and hopefully I will see you tomorrow live at 8 PM. Good Friday at 8 PM. So until then, um, let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for, for the gift of your Son, for the gift of, 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 um, of his love for us, for the suffering that he endured, the suffering of being betrayed, the suffering of, of being denied, the suffering of being handed over, the suffering of having seen all his loved, beloved friends leave him, the suffering of needing to see his mother weep for him on the road to Calvary, the suffering that our sins caused him, the suffering that that made nails be driven into his hands and his feet. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son. We thank you, Father, for, for loving us, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving us to the end. Give us the strength and the courage to love you and to love others with the same love. Teach us to serve and to love and to sacrifice. Teach us to open our hearts to those who do not know you. Teach us to carry our own crosses so that your prayer, Lord, may, become, may come true, that we may all be one. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed sacred Paschal Triduum. Um, Stay close to the Lord and stay close to Mary because she will always lead you to her son and until until tomorrow. Take care. God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.BelovedSonMinistry.org